Hey everyone, welcome to the PFF Betting Podcast. I am your host, Kendall Valenzuela. Joined with me as always, Ben Brown, PFF data scientist. And we are here to break down everything Thursday night football props, parlays, and long shots. So let's get into it. Football fans, I'm sure we all love an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game. But with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you'll be a winner once a single point is scored. New customers who bet just $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's just that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still get in on the NFL action. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PFF. Bet $1 on any team to score and win $100 in free bets if they score. You score with promo code PFF this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Ben, Tennessee Titans, San Francisco 49ers. I just need what you what you're even thinking about in this game before we start off. Yeah, I mean, this is a this is kind of like we talked about, you know, off air. This is a difficult one to project, right? We have basically seen, um, I think, you know, if we were looking at even like the preseason line, uh, you know, bookmakers when they initially released their odds back in May had San Francisco as like a slight favorite. Uh, and then on the look ahead line, uh, Tennessee mm-hmm. was actually favored basically down to a pick them, uh, maybe like minus 0.5 uh, in their direction. And then, you know, kind of reopened this week and it's been San Francisco one sided basically, right? Yeah. Three and a half. Uh, now kind of bouncing between three, three and a half, depending on the book. But I don't have a strong lean on either one of these teams. I don't think I really have basically all season. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a lot of ways, it does seem like, you know, the Titans are getting back and actually going to be healthy outside of Derrick Henry. It does sound like, mm-hmm. you know, AJ, AJ Brown designated for return from IR. So uh, it seems like he's probably mm-hmm. going to play right now. It does seem like mm-hmm. Julio Jones without an injury designation uh, on yeah. Wednesday that he's probably going to play as well. So at least the receiving unit uh, is going to be healthy. So I do think, you know, at home in the game that they really uh, need to kind of win to at mm-hmm. least bolster their, um, you know, outlook in the AFC playoff race. It sounds like, you know, it looks like they don't really have uh, too good of a shot at the number one seed anymore, but uh, you know, still to potentially, you know, build off of something. I do think that we need to see a good game from them. So three and a half, I do think Titans are definitely the correct side. Uh, plus mm-hmm. 150 plus 155 money line. I do think that is definitely the side uh, that you want to be in. I just think uh, the 49ers might be a little bit overvalued here, but again, they are getting really healthy too. They have a lot yeah. of pass catchers. So uh, that's at least, you know, uh, influencing how I'm kind of looking at the prop market. Okay. But uh, this is one game where I don't really feel all that strongly on the game spreader total here in this matchup. Okay. So yeah, L- like you said, the 49ers are like on their way up and the Titans are really just kind of trying to find themselves. But I'm right. with you on the spread at least because on a short week as home underdogs to me, they have a ton to play for. I, I'll take Tennessee with you and 
probably, yeah, I'll take Tennessee with you for sure. Because even if the Titans do end up missing some weapons, we don't know fully because of when we're recording this podcast, even if they are missing some weapons, I think they can keep it close. If not just went outright because they really need this game. Um, so I'm with you on that. And speaking of the Titans, we can get into our first prop. You're going back again, Ben Ryan Tannehill over one and a half passing touchdowns. And I don't hate this. I don't hate it at the plus 152 price either. Right, right, definitely. And I think, you know, kind of going back to like the game narrative a little bit, this mm-hmm. does seem like, uh, you know, think what you want about Mike Vrabel, but this does seem like a spot mm-hmm. where, you know, when they are kind of down, when they seem like they have, you know, they're back against the ropes and all these other cliches mm-hmm. and those sorts of things that he kind of comes out fire and he kind of comes out uh, really aggressive, potentially trying to establish like a trick player to or something like that. So I do think mm-hmm. uh, the Titans potentially on a short week are the team that I expect to at least get up for this game uh, in that kind of manner. I do think that is a spot where Rabel kind of excels at more so than other coaches. So I'm expecting them to kind of get hot out of the gate here. I do think they're going to take mm-hmm. one or two deep shots to, to an AJ Brown, to a Julio Jones. And I do think that one of them is probably going to be successful. Uh, so at like a plus 152 price for Ryan Tannehill to go over 1.5 passing touchdowns, I think that is uh, probably the best way to buy into the Titans potentially, you know, not only winning or not only covering, but also winning mm-hmm. out right here. So uh, not, not, not overly confident in uh, the 49ers defensively really yeah. uh, to, you know, slow down a Titans team that could be, you know, at full strength. We do have, uh, 49ers, mm-hmm. you know, coverage unit at ninth overall and our opponent adjusted grades. But I still think given the expectation on a short week that we think the Titans are probably going to play pretty well here. Uh, I just think there's too much value in Ryan Tannehill to go over 1.5 pass touchdowns. So and, going and back the, to the, the well, 40, again. I, I like it. I, it did you well last time. I, we yes. can't, we can't say that against it. So I, but I think facing that 49ers defense since week nine, they're uh, ranked 24th in coverage grade, I believe. So Tannehill, I think is going to be able to, to pass maybe more efficiently than we've seen him do in the last couple of weeks against that San Francisco secondary. And I think he's going to have just with the injury news that we have, I think he's going to get maybe more opportunities in the red zone. And right. that's what we like to see here, because especially with the value there's, there's right. really good value here. Right. Definitely. And I think, you know, kind of going back to it, I do think if they get one of those early touchdown passes, obviously yeah. close to this one at plus price doesn't need to happen every single time in order for it to pay <laughs> off. So I like it quite a bit here. I think it's I probably overvaluing the 49ers uh, and even more so their defense. Nice. Nice. Don't think it's as good as what a lot of people are, you know, ranking okay. the mass right now. So well, then if you don't think that, then you're going to buy into Tana Hills over one or no, that's Garoppolo Garoppolo over one and a half rushing yards. Yeah. I'm not, I, I'm, you don't not hate it? See, I'm not seeing a Ryan Tannehill uh, rushing prop, but I do think okay. I would probably like that one as well. But yeah, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo over 1.5 rushing care, rushing yards. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, that seems like probably, I think it's a highest value play according to PFS okay. prop tool. Uh, and you know, I like this one quite a bit. Of course I can't quit, you know, the uh, quarterback <laughs> rushing props. Jimmy Garoppolo has 32 rush attempts on the season. He also has uh, not a, not a ton of scrambles basically, but I do think given the fact that he has had a lot of these designed rush attempts so mm-hmm. far in the season, and especially in the last couple of weeks that uh, he really only needs one or two here to fall forward, uh, get above that number. And then if they do end up winning, all right, we should still have a little bit of clearance if he does decide uh, to kneel mm-hmm. down at the end of the game. So I, I like this one. It's just way too low given the fact that I think it is way too low. a much better athlete than, uh, you know, some of the people that we <laughs> usually find in this, uh, you know, 0.5 to 1.5 yeah. uh, rushing yards prop range. The so, Tom Brady's, the Ben the Tom Brady's, yeah. 
those guys. Yeah, I think Grappolo just, yeah, he's <laughs> much better from so many he angles. Is, he is. Two, so. I will say the last time uh, we had a ton of value on this, it was Davis Mills over his three and a half rushing yards. And I think he got to two and I was so mad that the whole to, rest of the day. Yeah. He got to two on like the, in like the first drive of yes, that game or something. Yes. And then basically so I like said, never did anything. Right. Yeah. I was like, Oh, he just needs one more. We should be completely fine. And then yeah, I did not do, did not scramble, uh, did not have a design rush attempt the rest of the game. That was, was that was painful for week 15. That week 15 was, was kind of, uh, it was dicey in general. It was really hard to find some plays just cause you know, COVID and everything else. Yeah. And, that we're, had to have been one of the worst weeks, right? At least yeah, for like for you, for everyone trying to like talk about it. It was it was tough for us to even like get right. through it because we had props, we had our prop shows in the morning and nothing was coming out yet. Right, I mean, right. It was so tough. Right. It was it was frustrating. I mean, from a content perspective, from I think, you yeah. know, watching perspective, and you know, you just didn't know uh, how to handicap some of the games. Things were changing mm-hmm. so quickly that you know your initial narrative and research basically got completely flipped on its head in a lot of ways. So it was a tough week. I would I'd like to put it past this. I do think week 16 is at least somewhat shaping up to be uh better from a COVID perspective, better. but I guess we'll uh we'll 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 find out here soon enough, I guess. So all right. Well, another 49ers player, you're kind of fading him too. It's Brandon Ayuk. You're taking his under 48 and a half receiving yards. And yeah. so he didn't the thing with this one is. He didn't leave the field at all last week, right? At least on like passing downs. Yeah, he ran. And... A, he ran a route on a hundred percent of passing um, oh on dropbacks basically last week. But so. what did he have to show for it? Not much. Not yeah. much. That and that's the key, right? Like I do think you know George Kittle's kind of been the feature feature guy in this passing game. Of course, uh, Debo Samuel's mm-hmm. definitely going to get his as well. Juwan Jennings has been folded okay. in quite a bit here. And then, uh, you know, our player props tool likes like Kyle Uzcheck to go over his receiving yards number. Mm-hmm. We also like. Um, we also like, uh, Jeff Wilson jr. To go over his receiving number again, granted, those are, you know, both less than 10, but, uh, a wide disbursement of targets in a lot of ways doesn't help a guy like Brandon Ayuk when he is the receiver that has, uh, the highest receiving yardage prop, mm-hmm. um, for the 49ers. Of course, George Kittle has a higher one than that. We don't really show value on either side of George Kittle. So I think fading him, buying into it, being a little bit more of a Debo Samuel game, whether that comes through the run of the pass. Mm-hmm. I think it's probably the expectation that I see most likely to play out. So uh, I kind of like both Brandon Ayuk under uh, 48.5. And I also like Debo Samuel over 43.5. Mm-hmm. I think that's just a little bit uh, too low as well, based on his usage. Yeah. So I kind of like, you know, one side of the 49ers passing the game, especially with Debo kind of getting some of those manufactured targets uh, close to the line of scrimmage. I do think that he's going to be able to uh, generate some yards after the catch and probably eclipse uh, his relatively low number as well. So, so with, with Ayuk though, you don't think like last week was just like a one week outlier for him. Yeah. You think that's kind of what you think there's too much, too much to go around with uh, everyone at all of their weapons right now. Yeah, I basically think, yeah, okay. way, way too many, way too many, you know, mouths to feed basically in this offense. I do think, you know, Brandon Ayuk, when he was uh, definitely the feature in this passing game mm-hmm. with George Kittle, with Debo Samuel kind of banged up, uh, it was the Brandon Ayuk show. And that's when we kind of saw these high receiving yards prop numbers for him up to like 55, 58, 58.5 yeah. receiving yards. And it hasn't really adjusted back down to where he was to start okay. the 2021 season kind of. And I expect his usage to kind of be not necessarily the same way. Cause he wasn't even getting on the field at that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do think that uh, him being lower down in the pecking order, especially for targets is probably how this game's, you know, probably my expectation for this game. If they get far behind and the Titans are kind of, you know, rolling all over him, that's when I uh, would get nervous about this receiving yards number. But I think they keep it relatively close, especially on okay. the ground uh, for them to, you know, for him to basically not be as involved as what the 
betting markets priced it, Got at it. right now. So. Got it. And you did mention Debo Samuel, you like his over 43 and a half receiving yards and our PFF wide, wide receiver matchup chart, wide receiver cornerback chart uh, matchup tool has a good matchup for him. 77.7 matchup advantage over Titans cornerback trio. So I feel like that's a really good spot to be into, especially with you fading. Ayuk, thinking um, that there's a lot of mouths to feed there. Debo has been so consistent that you almost can't, you can't look away from this prop. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's a little too big, too good to be true. Obviously yeah. it's getting some, you know, you know, touches out of the backfield as well. But mm-hmm. uh, I do think that, you know, Kyle, Kyle Shan's kind of trying to, you know, release some of the plays. I do think that we're going to see some more of, you know, even wide receiver screens flare outs, okay. Debo Samuel, Debo Samuel. So I think he's going to probably be more involved in the passing game than what people are probably even giving him credit for. So I think uh, he's going to probably be able to eclipse this number. And I do expect it to be a little more of a Samuel showcase game okay. than, than a guy like George Kittle uh, and Brandon Ayuk here on Thursday night. So, and I feel like the 49ers don't really use Samuel uh, like a traditional wide receiver or running right. back. Right. So I feel like th- that you have to take into account that a lot of the times because Shanahan just really likes to engineer those touches for him right. in like super creative ways where you're looking at it and you're like, what is going on? And that, I right. think that has a lot to do with his big, he's an incredible athlete. Let's not talk, but that has that paired with his incredible athleticism paired with the creativity is just, is what's making that click. Right. Right. Definitely. I mean, I, I couldn't have said it better myself. I do think that is basically the key and it is kind of the key to this overall offense as well. Right. Mm-hmm. And I do think, you know, them focusing on that, especially in a big match, especially on the road in a short week, uh, yeah. we're going to see them probably kind of lean on some of those fundamentals that they have. And I do think that is probably uh, some of the best outlook for their offense personally. So I do think that's probably where they're going to uh, try and win at here on Thursday night for sure. So I definitely, I definitely agree with that. Nice. What's your, what's your read right now on the Titans defense? Uh, When I was, I know when I was, I was, you know, we were prepping for the show and it's kind of like they have a, what, I don't even know, a stout run defense. I mean, they've allowed around probably 90 rushing yards per 80, 85 rushing yards per game. Yeah. So we have them basically 16th overall in our adjusted defense grade. So uh, basically right at league average. Uh, from a run defense grade, we have them seventh overall. So that's definitely okay. the best facet for them uh, yeah. for the defense. We do have their coverage basically at the exact same type of ranking. So it's really their okay. pass rush, which has struggled mm-hmm. uh, from that perspective. Uh, and, and their secondary, I was, you know, not necessarily buying into them as much uh, with some injuries that they had kind of in the mid to early part of their season. I thought they were probably going to collapse a little bit and they have held mm-hmm. together strongly, mainly because I think of their safety play, uh, so I do think that's one reason why George Kittle's probably going to struggle because they have excelled uh, quite a bit uh, in covering tight ends. I do mm-hmm. think that's maybe in some ways why uh, we're going to see Debo Samuel be a little bit su- successful, especially if he's getting some of those targets out of the backfield. Cause I do think that uh, the focus on George Kittle is probably going to open some things up underneath for uh, other guys. And I do think, yeah. you know, Brandon, Ayuk, George Kittle potentially being slowed down, obviously plays into uh, that narrative here quite a bit. So I'd take that. I'd take that under with you. What he's at 68 and a half, 68 and a half. 60? I think it was like 69 okay. and a half for under a little for while. Moved down. So you can, you can shop around a little bit or shop something. I know Tennessee has allowed, they've allowed more than they've, they have allowed 60 yards to a tight end twice in 2021. So I feel like with what you're saying, that's, it's going to be a tough day for, especially with how explosive we've seen him. I feel like 
the expectations are really high, obviously, because he's a phenomenal player, but I feel like they might with what year, with what you broke down about the defense, they might run into a little bit of a wall there. Right. Right. Definitely. And I mean, and we've seen it before where George Kittle's definitely like disappeared, uh, especially mm-hmm. in, you know, games where they do get ahead. Uh, and he's asked to, you know, do some more of the pass blocking and those sorts of things. But uh, the Titans defense doesn't really concern me from a pass rush perspective. So I don't really okay. think that's going to be the case. But I do think Garoppolo kind of has a tendency to at least lock on to a certain receiver throughout the course mm-hmm. of the game, especially if that's working. So uh, I just anticipate that the matchup with Debo Samuel is probably the best one for them to take advantage of. So that's that's kind of why I lean in that direction quite a bit. But yeah, I think it. either Brandon Ayuk under or uh, George Kittle under are probably the two best plays to kind of fade a player from uh, the 49ers passing game. So love it. You want a long shot? I've got a long shot. Let's anytime. hear some long shots. Any, Let's anytime hear some. touchdown. Anytime I want two, touchdown. I think. So oh, yeah, man. I've got, I've definitely have one. And that is only because of everything we just talked about. Uh, the Titans, they need this game, Ben. Right. So I think to me, I looked at Ryan Tannehill's anytime touchdowns odds that I found him at plus three ten, plus three twenty. So again, like you say, shop around, but they need to win this game. And I feel like Tannehill is the guy that's going to do anything he can in his within his power to secure that win. Um, and he has the, I believe it's the second most quarterback rushing touchdowns this season behind Jalen Hurts. I think he has seven. Hmm. I did Seven? not know that. I did not know I feel that. Like, I have to look well, that fact, up, I think. fact check me. Fact I, check think, that, so. I think that is right, though. I think because Jalen Hurts has 10. I think he has six or seven. Six or seven. So you I'll can check me on that. I'll look that up here. I'll have to look that up see if we're in agreement. But yeah, I do think, you know, it is a decent hedge on uh, something like his over 1.5 passing touchdowns. Yeah. Obviously, if we get near the goal line, he runs one in. Uh, that's exactly. obviously going to have quite exactly. a bit of negative correlation with his 1.5 passing touchdowns. And so. From that perspective, I don't love it, but I do think it yeah. is a good hedge here to at least a nice uh, potentially shot. play both sides, right? That plus three twenty, like I yeah. said, I mean, Sprinkle. can't really go wrong with that. That's for sure. And he has he has mobility. Like we were talking about Garoppolo's mobility, he's not like he he has it. It's it's there if he needs it. And they, like I said, they need this win. But I hope you fact check me, and then I'm right on this. I'm looking at. I'm trying to look it up. You should, uh, you know, play some Japanese <laughs> music or something here. I don't know no, it's some like efforting, a little efforting music. Efforting music. Efforting do, music. Do, do, do. That's so what we Jalen Hurts has ten. Yeah. Ryan Tannehill. Yes. Ryan Tannehill has seven, and he is yes. the second most. Kyler Murray's right. third with five. And then your friend Sam Darnold is also tied for third oh, with boy. five. Oh, and Taysom Sam. Hill and Cam Newton. So that's pretty. That's pretty good company for Ryan okay. Tannehill. So plus three twenty. I think you got to roll Why the dice with that one. Especially on this game, especially this with this game. game. So this I don't game. know this game that we can't. Why really not here? Anything. Why not now? Right. So <laughs> the game that we came in and said, well, we really don't like it could go one way or the other, obviously. So do you have any other props though? Any, anything else that you want to throw out there that you maybe uh, want people to watch for or uh, right before game time? I mean, I guess the Thursday night, same game parlays have been hot. So I am going with okay. Jimmy Grapple yes. over 1.5 rushing yards. Brandon Ayuk under 48.5 receiving yards. You can definitely fold in a different player prop that we talked about. If you'd like to, instead Mm -hmm. of that one, Ryan Tannehill over 1.5 passing touchdowns that pays out plus 900 Mm -hmm. on our friend Caesars. So I think that's uh that's going to be a good way to hopefully start the uh, Christmas festivities here yeah. uh, for week 16. So I like that one quite a bit. Of course it folds in, you know, our favorite play PFF prop tools, best bet. 
Jimmy Garoppolo, mm-hmm. uh, the foundation, the king. So we will uh, we'll see what happens here. <laughs> the but king. I'm the excited. King. So. I know this is really going to, I'm going to go bet that right when we're done here. And that is really going to set the precedent for my Christmas week- weekend. Christmas right? shopping <laughs> weekend and stuff, right? It's going to be like, oh, this is great. Or I'm not going to, it's not going to be fun. And we're going right. to come back because we have Saturday games now. Um, right. So we get a little extra this week. So we that'll do. be, exci- that'll be exciting. Any other parting words you want to say? No, uh, I mean, everyone enjoy the holidays. Make yeah. sure you check out. I mean, we'll still be here. So if you ever get sick of your family over the weekend, make sure you check out uh, the remaining PFF betting podcast yeah. coming up here for week 16. So we're <laughs> going to hit every Island game in depth and we'll probably hit all the Sunday games uh, yep. as well, at least from a props perspective. So make sure you yep. check it all out there. Um, yeah, but that's all I got for the people. Awesome. Awesome. Everyone, pff.com slash betting too. That's where you can find most importantly, all of Ben Brown's articles, all the amazing uh, props that we get here. And thank you so much for listening. Have a happy holiday.